Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So, anything in particular stand out other than that offensively um, and, uh, with the starters? Um, I think it was great that, you know, Terry gets the ball quite a bit. Jahan gets the ball a lot, especially after Terry yeah. goes out. Um, I love to see that just like philosophically, Eric Bieniemy is like, I don't care whether we've game planned this. Like, the way we operate is the ball goes to the good guys. Um, that is that is very, very nice to see. But anything that, you know, Sam... O-line, skill guys that stood out with the starters on offense. Yeah, I mean, they run this, like, shallow cross concept that Kerry catches. Terry catches two balls on, which I'm starting to really like. You know, they used to run mesh all the time here with Scott, and everyone used to crush him for running mesh. Like, mesh, uh, uh, on principle, is a good concept. But obviously, they've detailed it up a little bit. So instead of being able to pass the crossers off, they kind of run this, like, like I'm going to pick the linebacker, but then I'm just going to get vertical and find this soft spot in the zone. And Terry catches two balls there. Um, I think the protections that EB was running, the chip help, I thought was great. And again, like the chip help here is like, it's like watching someone write their doctoral thesis on chip help. Like, how do I get to it? How do I help the O-line? And how do I make sure I'm, I'm maximizing the number of eligibles and letting them get to a, a route concept that we can run? So like Terry's second catch is basically like hitches, right? It's like two hitches by Jahan and um, and Terry, and then like there's a check down over the ball. So I would call that Hank, which is like the most kind of fundamental West Coast concept, right? But instead of like having like, you know, getting in a normal form, like they're in like a normal formation, those guys running the flats can do that with chip help, which I think is great, right? And then like they run a scissors concept later, or what I would call scissors, they might run a dig by number one and a post by, and a corner by number two. Instead of a post corner, it's a dig corner. Um, and instead of having, uh, you know, like having the flat guy just run a flat, the flat guy chips and gets the flat. It's Curtis Samuel. And it really opens the concept up. So I just think they just do a great job of understanding how to help the O-line, how to maximize protection. I thought the backs did a pretty good job in that. I mean, obviously, on one of the pressures in the two-minute drill, um, Brian Robinson gives up a pressure. Sam escapes it, gets Jahan for the completion. Great job. But early on, great pickup. Alex Arma had a great pickup on like this – um, what I would call a pick stunt with a linebacker in the center does a great job kind of saving the day on that. So um, I think the protection w- was great. The protection philosophy was great. Um, I thought the individual matchups in the protection were great. So I think that's something that I just want to call attention to is like, you know, everyone talks about the O-line and how they struggled last year. And I think a lot of that struggling came from the fact there wasn't like a nuanced protection plan. And here we are in the second preseason game. There's not a ton of game planning in, and there's a very nuanced protection plan already, you know, kind of allowing guys to be in better situations. And you can tell they rep it 
and guys know exactly what to do in certain situations for certain blitzes. So um, I, th- I thought that was really cool. And again, like in terms of route concepts, they're not running anything overly complicated, but you know, Jahan's first, second catch, <clears throat> excuse me, of the two minute drill, it's like this big out. And instead of running into coverage, like one of the great features of this offense is he can just sit down right there and catch that ball, you know? And so finding touches, finding space, Terry did that a couple times. I thought was great. So, um, and also, again, I'm kind of rambling. The tempo with which they operated really also positively affects pass protection because the guys on defense, you could tell, were a little bit fatigued. The offensive line was very fresh. So I really just love the whole philosophy and how they got to certain runs. And, again, it's against the twos, so it's not perfect, but I just wanted to highlight some of that stuff real quick. Yeah, 36 completions on the night in total between the three quarterbacks, um, all whom are well over 50%. Um in terms of completion percentage, but I mean, this is, this is impressive. Like Jahan five for 76, Terry three for 39, uh, Diami two for 27, Turner two for 24. And those guys all just played a half. Like yeah. Terry, obviously a little bit less with the injury, um, right before the half. So, you know, those types of numbers, I mean, Jahan gets seven targets in the half. Yeah. And I, and I think that we've been, you know, obviously on this podcast, we've been, uh, captains of the Jahan's going to lead the team in receptions bandwagon uh, because we talk about how well this offense fits him. And it just is on display last night. You see the intentionality in getting those guys the ball and they're not even game plan game planning for it yet. Like you're not getting the game plan, you know, touches yeah. where it's the jet sweeps or the, the little touch passes or things like that, where they're going to automatically, you know, guarantee a Curtis Samuel a touch, Terry McLaurin a touch, Jahan Dotson a touch. We haven't seen a wide receiver screen yet in the preseason. So there's yeah. there's a lot more on the plate, uh, I think, for this offense, obviously. Um, down roster, anything stand out? Um, unfortunately, you know, if I if I think of like fourth quarter type of stuff, I mean, the third quarter with Jacoby was a little bit of a mess. Um, but yeah. fourth quarter, um, you know, Curtis Hodges has a couple of opportunities, not good for him. Mitchell Tinsley gets a couple of opportunities. Um, they're tougher than Hodges for sure, but he had an opportunity, I think, to like really say like, I'm in this receiver battle and, and, and has a couple of uh, tough plays that he doesn't make. Um, and unfortunately it was that kind of night, uh, and for some of the individuals, but as a team, they're able to put it together and, and keep show, keep going, keep fighting. And, and ultimately, obviously they drive down and slide kicks the field goal for the win. So second half down roster, um, whether it's, you know, continue of the schematic stuff or, or any individuals that showed up in good or bad ways, anything else to comment on, on the offensive side of things? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Jake Fromm deserves a ton of credit. Like that's tough, you know, being out there in the third quarter with the third offensive or the fourth quarter with the, the, you know, like the, the bottom of the roster offensive line thought that those guys did a great job, you know, like that offensive line group, uh, Jones Smith, you know, he's been playing guard all camp. He's playing right tackle in this game. Um, you know, Braden Daniels, I thought had a really nice job, did a really nice job against number 48. I don't know who 48 is. He might not be playing football here in a couple of weeks, but good job. Braden Daniels, like looked the part, very sound in protection. Um, you know, you mentioned Mitchell Tinsley. I thought he had some tough kind of targets and same thing with Curtis. Like, so let's just give that some context, like that corner route that he's running. Like that is a, a, a tough catch that Curtis is running, right? Just like the fade that Tinsley's running, right? Like Tinsley gets two hands on his. So I think it's probably, a, you know, more likely he should catch that I would say. Um, but I think, you know, he made a nice contested two contested catches on like kind of short underneath stuff like a stick and then a sit over the ball. So good job, Tinsley. Didn't make that elite play, but mm. good to see. 
Casimir uh, Allen, I thought, did a great job yeah. um, on his one catch. You know, just kind of it was it was a tight window throw. Good job making that catch. Everyone's been talking about his lack of polish as, as a receiver. And I think that's probably getting a little bit overblown now, personally. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's not a bad receiver. You know what I mean? He's actually been fairly productive in training camp practices. It's just about, like, you know, he's not as polished as Mitchell Tinsley, who is, again, he – Casimir Allen converted from running back to receiver. He's still growing into position. Not bad, but Tinsley's played receiver for his whole life, basically. So he's a little bit more polished. A guy that I'm I'm super fired up for, honestly, and I've been a fan of his since camp started, and I'm really glad to see him get some touches, is Bryson Tremaine. Like, yeah. I thought he just did a great job, man. And, like, you know, it's on one of the punts, he's getting double-viced. He beats double-vice. So for a guy that played gunner in college to show that gunner ability in a preseason game, Great job. You know, the route he wants to draw the holding call. Great job. The physicality on the hitches to kind of fight for the first down. Great job. The the dig over the middle, jumping up, catching that football. Great job. So he's a guy that I've been waiting to kind of see get some touches in the preseason because I like his professionalism. Like he's the if, if he's not the first guy out to practice every day, he's damn close. Like he is a guy that has just been handling himself really well. And he's like Logan, he's got, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the Bryson Tremaine fan club. So it's a little bit of confirmation bias. I know that, but to see that I thought was really, really good for him. A guy that's just been handling his business and approaching this the right way. Good for him. So, um, and the fact that like they get the, the, the drive that wins the game is good for that entire group because everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to be watching it. Everyone's going to show those plays. And ultimately that's great for those guys getting on rosters and getting on teams. So, I think that whole group wins because I, th- I don't think anybody played poorly. Like, and the offensive line and the backs, man, like, I know Christian Rodriguez fumbled. I know whatever, all that stuff. But, like, for them to be getting basically all out pressured, like, on five consecutive plays in, a, in, the, in the fourth quarter on the last drive of a preseason game, and for there not to be catastrophic mental mistakes, like, great job. Big time great job for that group so yeah i mean that's that's such a great point because at the end like baltimore is trying to get them they're, they're trying to either force a turnover yeah or get a sack and get them back out of field goal range protect the streak Maybe yeah forever I, nope yeah um so uh you know they they're trying to game situation you know get a loss of yards or get the ball back and Fromm is able to deliver a couple of really nice balls where only his guys can get them and yeah. you know we talked about tinsley and hodges some really tough attempts that they're not able to haul in but those are safe throws where you know you give your guy a chance to make a play hard plays elite plays but um at the very least like you're not turning the football over and you're not taking the sack and then they're able to get some of that shorter stuff get the field goal a little bit easier and then and then sly comes on and bangs it home but you're right there was like five straight you know downs where you know they got seven at the line of scrimmage and they're bringing all of them um it's it's impressive stuff from that group and by the way it's nice momentum for them because they're going to carry that into the final game where they're going to play the entire thing and so I think now that, that confidence, like, again, whether it's here or somewhere else, like there's going to be some guys that make rosters um, or at the very least keep their practice squad jobs, elevate themselves to the top of that list uh, yes. and set themselves up for future NFL careers based off of what happened here and, and you know, hopefully rolling that into the final game of, of the preseason. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, kind of long story short, I was just really impressed with that whole group, you know, and I, and I know there was some misses and I think the most frustrating play of that for me, because I like Curtis Hodges. I think he, and I think, I think that we talked about this a little bit off air is 
his potential is so high. You're just waiting for him to kind of fall into his own potential. And so obviously he has the he has the catch in the one-on-one situation with the corner. Great. I think he had two of those. Then he has the drop on the drop is probably tough, but like the ball, the 50-50 ball in the corner, I get that. You don't catch that. That's a tough catch. The the one that really kind of I was like, Ugh, come on, man, was when from escape. Do you remember this play? He escapes the pocket. He misses like two sacks, is out there, and then kind of lofts the ball up to Hodges, who is like wide open. And again, that could be a better throw for sure, but it kind of just kisses off his fingertips. I'm like, that's the one. That's the play. If you're trying to make the roster, if I'm going to circle one of those plays, because I actually thought he did a good job in the run game, you know, that's the mm-hmm. one that you got to make because it, it just separates you. You just say, okay, he's making plays for us. He's doing some stuff that we haven't seen him do in training camp, but instead it kind of falls into the same narrative. Like, did he play bad? No. Did he play good? No. He's somewhere in like that kind of, vanilla middle that just kind of is like huh unlike a guy like bryson tremaine who did he do anything spectacular no but when they threw him the ball he caught it and with his opportunities he was physical in the run game and with his opportunities on special teams he made plays so it's just like when the opportunity to make plays came one guy made plays and one guy didn't and i think that that is kind of what you're alluding to with some of that stuff Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and same thing for for Tinsley, right? Like the opportunities are there to go out and make a play. It's not like you're getting downgraded for not making something great, but like you could have, and that that probably elevates your chances tremendously. Anything to comment on for that second group? Um, You know, Brissett throws the interception that's behind Bates. That was a weird interception. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if Bates should have sat down there um, because like he's open, the ball whizzes right by him. But he's yeah. not really looking for it. I don't know. It was, it was definitely a weird interception, and Brissett looked pretty ticked off afterwards. Um, yeah, so I'm not exactly sure what the miscommunication was there. Um, but all in all, like that group was not super productive. Yeah, not super productive. And, it, and there are times in practice where Brissett um, kind of – you feel like he's just like uh, like kind of – Playing, playing open, open court basketball. Like he's go, he's going down to the, the the local YMCA, and he's just kind of trying stuff out. And I felt like there was a little bit of that from him, like where he does something, he he escapes in the pocket, he makes an excellent throw, and you're like, wow, that's like that's pretty elite. But he kind of is doing that too much. And you're just like, hey man, like let's just do normal stuff here. Like I love the I love the high end stuff because that's elite stuff, but also like let's just throw that hitch and like, let's make that look really easy. Cause you've did that in the Cleveland game and obviously it elevated in a nice way. So I thought, I thought that was kind of one of the things I thought um, there wasn't really an, a ton of opportunity for that group. It was weird. No, they didn't like play the, a ton. The, the way the timing quarter, worked out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they only had, I want to say maybe it was like 10 play. It was two drives. Um, the other one is um, I want to talk about this for a second. It's Chris Rodriguez. Cause I think he, outside of the fumble had like a really, really good game. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I love, you know, like uh, EB in the production meeting a couple weeks ago was basically like, if, you know, if a back fumbles or receiver drops the ball, like I'm going to come right back to you and give you an opportunity. And so he has that fumble, which was, it was a bad fumble. You know what I mean? Like it, he's standing up, ball comes out, whatever. 
Um, but the very next play, he gets a touch. And it's yep. not like I'm nervous and tiptoeing through. It's like I'm gonna, I'm the anvil. Or I'm the hammer. You're the nail. Boom. And that was kind of how we ran the rest of that series. And so respect that he came back and did that at a high level. I thought Brissett was good. But, again, there was a little bit too much whatever that was for me. You know, like just do do normal stuff at yeah, a high just, level. Just operate. Uh, yeah, Rodriguez, just operate. five carries, 31 yards, so a 6.2 average again for him. Um, he just – he just looked good outside of the yeah. fumble. Um, and fumbles happen, hopefully not a habit of them. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, but again, tough running. Had a couple of good pass pro pickups as well. Yeah. Um, He's so, a good football player. Yeah, I like him is, a lot. Yeah. He is. They did oh, a good job with him. A guy that in that second group that we got a shout out is Stromberg. Like, holy cow, man. Like, I did not think he could play guard in the NFL. I didn't think so. And he has been, I don't want to say a better guard, but he's flashed more at guard than he has at center in pass protection. And in the run game, just his get off and his quickness, he reminds me of like a um, like a poor man's Chris Lindstrom. And Chris Lindstrom is like a Pro Bowl guard, obviously, right? Yeah. Because he's quick, he's aggressive, he's got the right kind of physical mindset. So I think you know, since he started playing guard, he's just getting better and better at the position. And he's a guy that you know we were talking like, can he play guard in a pinch? I don't know. It's like, man, I think he might be better at guard. So I think that is a huge step for him and a guy that. I think is is definitely, you know, he was going to be on the roster because he's your third round pick, but is playing his way is playing his way onto the roster. Does that make sense? What I'm saying there, like, yeah, it's like, I mean, he's, he's probably playing his way into being active on game day. Yes, there we go. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um. You. So you know, he's working. He's playing his way up the roster. I guess Correct. is probably the best the way roster. to put it. That's yeah. It. Um. You know, he was already above the cut line. Uh. But but where are you actually going to be? Are you going to be the last guy that makes it and you're just inactive? Uh. No. He's he's maybe playing his way up a little bit. Um. Since we're talking guards, uh, what'd you make of Sadiq and, and Chris Paul? It looks like this is Sadiq's job, um, which is yeah. crazy considering the way we felt a couple of weeks into camp. But um, they just keep going back to Sadiq, and he seems to have leveled out, and like that's that's ultimately a good thing. Yeah, and I think Sadiq's like again, he's not a bad player. It's just like he's not healthy all the time, and I think you know they really like his athletic upside. And, and when you look at like the numbers on paper. He's a freak, man. He's an athletic freak, you know, like not, you know, I had somebody that I'm, I'm very close with who knows Sadiq and he was like, you know, I, he's like that Trent Williams kind of athlete. And I don't know if I'd go that far. This guy's being maybe yeah. hyperbolic, but, yeah. but you know, like if you look at his numbers, he ran a four, eight, he's got a pretty good vertical for him. He's an explosive twitchy. Yeah. He could be a guy. great athlete without being Trent Williams. Like Trent, when you can, when you can stand underneath the rim, and do a 360 between the legs dunk at 340 pounds as a as Adrian Peterson told me that Trent Williams used to do at the rec center at University of Oklahoma then you can be a Trent Williams athlete I don't think Sadiq Charles is doing that even if he's a phenomenal athlete by any other standard right but like to get even even to be used in the same sentence I think is kind of what I'm what I'm speaking to like that For level sure. of athleticism and so um, I think some people might have seen him give up a pressure like that was not on him uh, the tight end like ran into his back as he's trying to get out into his route and bumps him off the protection. But I think he had a very solid game. Chris Paul had a solid game. It's funny with Chris Paul. I think you see some of his like inexperience. Inexperience is probably the wrong word. Just like lack of football, like high level football IQ. Like he doesn't totally understand the right angles all the time. Doesn't totally understand where he should be in the slide. And he's light years ahead of where he was last year. And he's, you know, he's a guy that we think could probably play a lot of meaningful minutes for this football team and when deserves to. And it's crazy to me that he still has 
these areas to improve and he's still playing that well you know what i mean so he had a good game i thought there was a couple things here and there like little things like like i'm describing like sitting on a double team a little too long like messing up the defensive lineman and the linebacker makes the tackle like those are things that come with experience and repetitions but i thought they both played really well you know and uh, nick gates man had one of my favorite plays of the day um and it got a personal foul on it but i love this like mindset like gibson's like fighting at the end zone for a touchdown right and big uh what is he 63 53 63 63 yeah comes over and just waylays the pile now you can't do that anymore like that was something that when i first got in the league was like you used to like that used to be like standard operating procedure if you were standing near a pile tight ends offensive linemen we would like beat it on you and you would just get smoked like if you were facing me I could dive over the pile and hit you. And that was like a rule. And so it was a rule. Probably, like that, probably good that that's not legal. I, I agree. Like um, you remember like John Runyon used to do that all the time. Anyway, so um, but he so they're around the pile and it wasn't quite that egregious where people are standing around the pile and someone gets hit. But he comes over and like delivers a vicious block on on a guy who's trying to tackle Gibson in the end zone. And I just and again, he got a personal foul, whatever. But I like that mindset i like that mindset in the offensive line in that room of guys that are going to strain to finish because good offensive line play is about straining to finish and having your center who's like the captain of that group by default because they do all the communication kind of embody that mindset i think is going to pay dividends long term for this team the guy that he smoked was our Darius Washington, who's the guy who hit Cole Turner late and started the fight oh, on day one. There we so go. that There's might have also there. been a little a little intentionality in terms <laughs> of who he locked in on. Uh, what did you make of Sam Cosme's gritty as all of that was happening in the background? That was so funny. <laughs> I was just I was watching that live and I was just laughing at myself because Sam is over by himself doing doing the gritty and everyone's in this tussle. Terry's on the ground scrapping with somebody, pushing people off the pile, trying to bail out the fight. And Sam, like, I don't know if Sam was gassed. He looked pretty gassed. He's just doing the gritty totally solo while there's like this little mini war going on. I thought that was that was the perfect amount of comedy uh for, for that moment. <laughs> it was a perfect scene. Like it's yeah. you can't write it better because it's like you know, what's more insulting? It Nick Gates smoking the dude or Cosby <laughs> behind the play just, you know, going, doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, doing his little hop around. That was pretty funny, though, for sure. And he had a great game, too. So Lucas had a great game. Um, Cosby yeah, had a great Lucas game. Really so, um, But, yeah, that was so funny, dude. So funny.